Hi, you're listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki Baird, your intuitive and development coach. And this episode, I would love to talk about mirror work. And if you're not familiar, mirror work is literally the practice of meeting your own eyes in a mirror and hanging out there for a little bit to see, pun intended, I guess, what might come up and what your soul, what your human self, what your emotions want to communicate to you, with you, for you, about you. And I would love to talk about this because I think that it's a good time of year for reflection. A lot of people are looking back at what happened or what went on in 2019, who they are and who they'd like to take into 2020. wasn't sure how to say that, 2020, 2020. And I thought this would be a great topic for both the reflection of taking a little inventory and being honest with who we are, as well as shifting what we might want to take into the next year. So come on back and that's what we'll talk about. VickiBear.com. It's time to be your best. It's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut. It's the real thing. Let's see what your future brings. Time to let the fun commence. Intuition, your first sense. So mirror work. Mirror work is not the most technical thing to do. However, it it can be very challenging to do. We don't often meet our own eyes in the mirror. I find a lot of the times if I suggest this to someone and when I do it myself, I'm apt to look around and to not actually make eye contact. It does take practice and like anything else, it takes developing that muscle to be uh, willing to do it, but also to hang in there and see what's going to happen. So the, the physical part of mirror work is pretty easy. It's meeting yourself, eyes open, gazing upon yourself, and actually making eye contact as if you would with a partner or with a child or someone on the street that can't hear you, but you need to get their attention. It's that direct look into the soul kind of energy, and it takes a little bit of bravery. Uh, But I'll tell you, it is one of the most freeing practices, freeing for your emotions, Freeing because once you realize I can really do this, uh, it feels pretty empowering as well. And I think the more that we're empowered, the more free we feel in this world and the more solid we feel within ourselves. So uh, why would you do mirror work? Well, I feel like it, (laughs) good question. Thank you for asking. It's, it opens a door, not only to what's going on for you emotionally, intuitively, consciously, and subconsciously, it opens up a door to your soul. The expression, eyes are the window to the soul, there's no mistake there. They are. And actually, when I first started doing readings, you know, I was taught to make eye contact growing up. 
And I would look somebody in the eye and honor them and respect them. And then I realized, wow, there's a lot of information going on there. And it was way too much for me and my physical brain to process. So then I started beginning the practice of looking up and over someone's head as if they have a movie screen there. And that's where I learned to describe it as a movie screen. I always thought it'd be really cool if one could drop down when I was looking up there because sometimes people look behind them uh, when I'm in person with them. So you you would do this because you really want to see what's under those layers. We're really good at fooling ourselves and even lying to ourselves. In the practice of being able to be honest, if you're going to be in a in a committed relationship with anyone, it should be with yourself. And the practice of being able to meet yourself and to see all the amazing parts of you, it's really significant. And uh, like I said, it's difficult. So in this time, end of the year, if you're reflecting on what's been going on or how did you respond to situations or what would you like to do differently if you've been listening to any other podcasts where I've suggested that, uh, that you take a little bit of time to see what you would like to release. This is a perfect next step for it. And the beauty of it is I'm not talking 20 minutes here. I'm talking five minutes. Um, you know, you could start with 10 seconds. This is not a practice that I think people jump completely into. Um, some people might be more proficient at it if they're curious about what's going on underneath. But yeah, sometimes, and some days you may be able to meet your eyes, see who you are and be like, hey there, I see you. You're kind of cute. And other days, like I've been, I do it when I brush my teeth. Um, well, after I brush my teeth, not while I'm in the practice of brushing my teeth, because I think it should be something that is honored and, and not distracted. But there are some days when I look at my own reflection and I will honestly say, yeah, I'll catch you later. Um, because I may be in a place where I'm not feeling all that warm and fuzzy towards myself. And I know I could stay there and I could work through it, but maybe I have to get to an appointment or I have a meeting coming up and I need to be in the headspace of, I can really help you and not in the headspace of, oh boy, all my stuffing is coming up for me to see. So sometimes there is choice around this. Well, there's always choice around it, but sometimes there's um, timing that's not exactly the most brilliant. So Louise Hay, who is a major pioneer in the spiritual and self-help world, she created Hay House Publishers at, she was 62 when she created it, and number one publisher of self-help and um, and spiritual texts and a company that I really rely on for my products um, and one that, hey, I would love to work with as well. Hey, <laughs> I would love to work with as well. Well, anyway, she, coined, she had this quote. She has a book about mirror work, if you want to bring that up um, and use that as a guide as well. And she said, the mirror reflects back to you the feelings you have about yourself. It makes you immediately aware of where you are resisting and where you are open and flowing. 
it clearly shows you what thoughts you will need to change if you want to be joyous and have a fulfilling life. And the reason that that's such a powerful statement and this is such an important process is, you know, there's no hiding from your own eye contact. Um, Well, there's no hiding from the emotions that come up as a result of making eye contact with yourself if you're committed to doing the practice. Um, Initially, it can make us feel uneasy because we're not used to it. We're not used to gazing into our own eyes and maybe seeing potential there um, and giving ourselves the space to understand what's going on underneath all of those layers. A lot of the times when I'm working with someone, this is what I'm doing. I'm looking behind the scenes. I'm looking underneath to the stuff that could they see if they connected that and in that way for themselves? Yes, I truly believe every one of us can, but it's sometimes easier for someone else to see it and then help guide us to seeing it for ourselves. So it can be uneasy initially. And a lot of the times it exposes that inner critic and it brings it right out into the plain daylight, which I love because I really believe that the more we look at what's under there, the more, um, well, the less that will be there, but also the more excited we feel about discovering who we are now and who we may want to become. So bringing it out into the daylight shines a light on it and says, okay, it's up here. Let's look at it. Um, We may become um, every, we may suddenly feel everything about ourselves um, and when it comes to the surface. And if you haven't developed a compassionate relationship with yourself, you may only want to hear the nastiness, the mean energy that is whispered by your inner critic. Some of those inner critics that you guys have yell. They're so loud. And the inner critic is developed by uh, listening to other people's perceptions um, or being in the habit of, I call it self-flogging, where you're just beating yourself up all the time. So, and so now you're saying, well, why the hell would I want to do this then, Vicki? Well, again, the more we look at it, the less it can be in charge. The reason it's called the subconscious is it runs under your conscious mind. And the more we develop our conscious mind, the less in charge the subconscious mind is. And I really believe that our subconscious mind is only trying to protect us. So if we can hear all the lies it's telling about ourselves, we can you know, maybe confront them or bring more information to it. And we can then operate in our conscious space so that those, that misinformation is not in charge any longer. So the mirror work can, it might make you uncomfortable because it exposes the vulnerable parts of your inner self. But it also allows you to see what you're working with. And most of these inner critic messages, we're working on autopilot. We're not even paying attention to what's going on in there. And the uh, 
you know, catching it in action is where the habits can shift. And again, I always say this, you can do tapping, repatterning, EMDR, whatever work you'd like to do to shift those neural pathways. But until you look at this stuff, I just don't think it's possible. There's no magic pill that's going to make whatever experiences contributed to your past and created a belief. There's no magic pill that's going to make them go away. There are some very efficient methods that, and that's one of the reasons that I studied and became a practitioner and now a coach in belief repatterning was because it's so efficient and it's so quick. And yet it involves looking at these beliefs and the misconceptions that are running around in our brain without any conscious mind. So it also tends to bring up the inner child. And there's a lot of information on inner child work. I'm not going to go too deeply into that in this episode. I find that largely the inner child is calling out for what it didn't receive. And I just said to someone last night, well, you know, we're further away from our childhood and you've now lived outside your, uh, in your own home longer than you ever lived under your parents' roof. So at some point, there has to be a conscious conversation and even a courageous conversation that says, I am in charge of my inner child. It's no longer vulnerable to the parents or to the adults that were in my life at that time. And I feel like this is a, a, a practice of putting on the brakes, acknowledging that, and then deciding to put the, your foot to the gas pedal and in your adult self. And I firmly believe that the messages and everything are in there are from our childhood. And yet I have a rather pragmatic approach to this that if you're not going to take responsibility for the adult you are, and then you can therefore take care of your own inner child, then you want to be stuck in the muck and you want to keep telling the story of what rotten parents you had. And that's why you are who you are today. And that's why you respond to situations that you respond to today. Nope. If you're willing to have a conversation like that and you can articulate it in that way, you're choosing. Um, to be in that space I, when we're acting and we don't necessarily understand the correlation or the connection, then all kinds of compassion there and room for uh, growing through that process. The mirror work can help you see that there's an adult right there. There's an adult looking back at me and perhaps that adult can then be in charge of whatever this situation is. And I don't know about you, but I can always use a little bit more courage in situations. And when I remember that, I call it a card-carrying adult. Um, <laughs> it, you know, at some points, I've even said to people, "Go get me your license. We need to look and see how old you are," uh, because it can be easy to get caught in the story. So when you're doing mirror work, your child self stuff will come up. And if you're any kind of amazing adult that I believe you to be, you will meet that child energy with a support and hopefully a hug, but also a, I got you kid. This is going to be okay. So it, it can bring up a lot of pain. And 
but I really think that the pain that we're walking around and we're carrying on us and that we aren't facing is heavier and more toxic and just creating more blocks than anything that we could be looking at. So if we know the situation, we can actually do something about it. And this is why it's powerful to practice the mirror work. Um, And then it's actually uh, (laughs) quite endearing to work through the process because it's not every time you meet your eyes in the mirror that this stuff is going to become, that this stuff may come up. There have been times where I meet myself in the mirror and I'm like, you are rocking it today. And I genuinely mean it. Like I just made a gluten-free vegan chocolate zucchini bread made with oats that rocks and you better believe when I went in to wash my hands and I met my eyes I was like this is good it's really good in my tummy but it's also shifting you know I had been told for a long time growing up that I didn't know how to cook and I really believed that and then I married someone who was a really good cook and I thought well why bother he's the really good cook and then it turns out I actually know how to cook (laughs) who would have thunk it So it can be things like that. And the pep talk you give yourself before you go on stage can be genuine and not fake it till you make it. So this, if you want to build your intuition and connect to all of that, you have to be able to at least be open to hearing what's underneath the surface and what wants to speak to you. And if you have a direct correlation and connection to getting there by meeting your own gaze in a mirror, well, I don't know why you wouldn't do it. So when we come back, I am going to give you some of the steps in order to begin this process. And I know that it's it can be impactful for everyone. It has been impactful for anyone I've suggested to who actually followed through with it. So I'll see you back here in a couple minutes. You're listening to Intuition Your First Sense, the podcast by Vicki Baird, intuitive coach, consultant, and speaker. Did you know that you can schedule a private intuitive session with Vicki? Book your own phone or video session online at vickibaird.com booking. And if you're ready to create transformation in your life as you develop your own intuition, choose a coaching package. With three, six, or 12-month options, you can benefit from Vicky's wise guidance over time as you discover your path. Plus, with a coaching package, you'll get improved pricing and priority advanced scheduling. Book today at vickybaird.com booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there is a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. 
So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Thanks for coming back. I hope if you visited the Lou during that break that you met your eyes and just practiced just a teeny bit, just a little bit. So like I said before, it's not a tough process. It is a, a matter of finding a mirror and looking into your own beautiful orbs and recognizing that there's someone looking back. I would suggest that you commit to five minutes a day, set a timer on your watch so you're not constantly looking at it or on your phone when it's on do not disturb, but set that timer or good old fashioned egg timer Uh, so that you don't have to think about how long it's been because yes, five minutes is going to feel like a long time. So you can start with 30 seconds. Um, But the five minutes is where it feels like things open up and um, truth starts to bubble up. Consistency is necessary here. Being able to commit to the fact that you're doing it. You're already there twice a day brushing your teeth for at least two minutes, I hope. So you may as well spend a little time. I find the bathrooms are great because in some households, you can get a little bit of privacy there and you can engage in this practice or maybe you do it when no one's home. Uh, So it's really important that you not be disturbed because if something wants to come up, then... Uh, you can tap into it and you can allow it to formulate. There is a possibility of when you meet your eyes in the mirror, sometimes people want to gaze off to the side and that's okay. You can take breaks, go back. Um, Sometimes if you gaze just past yourself, it's possible to see another face there. And what this tends to be is a face that you may have carried around. Um, Somebody called it the other day a meat suit. I thought that was so funny. Um, I don't eat meat. So it made it even funnier because then it didn't make it cannibalistic or anything. But there's a... uh, there, there is a possibility that through your third eye, you may get an image of another being. Don't get too alarmed. That's looking back on your own movie screen and where you may have been in previous incarnations. So that's just a little fun thing I thought I'd throw in there. Um, it's perfectly acceptable, fine, okay, encouraged to feel emotional during this process. If you give yourself permission and quite literally say the statement, I give myself permission to feel whatever comes up here, it can flow and be less confined um, and less blocked. So go into it with, okay, whatever comes up, and Vicki says all emotions are valid, so I'm going to run with this. And it will be a um, pleasing thing to say to yourself. Uh, and then if you follow through with it and can feel like you accomplished so much in being able to, whatever the time frame is, meet your eyeballs. So you may want to have a journal or something right there that you can jot 
the notes down. What did you feel? What did you see? Did questions come up? Did you have a wondering about something? Um, is it something that wants to be heard and that is being communicated? And maybe you didn't quite understand all of it because sometimes the messages will come up in short sentences, sometimes one or two words. You don't necessarily know what to do with that. And then the next time you meet up, it builds on it and then it builds on it. Um, Or you're driving and whatever you were uh, feeling that morning pops up and it becomes a um, kind of like a relay race where one session hands off a baton to the next session to the next session. So it's helpful to write things down. Um, the other thing is I, affirmations are amazing. Louise Hay also has a calendar that I give out at Christmas time to a few people. And uh, I was thinking today, since I need to order them, that, uh, wow, if I didn't give these out, I think people would be really upset because we've created a pattern over the years and it's a, um, and it's a good one. And it's where, uh, there's a statement a day and you tear it off. And then I use the pages for vision boards, or sometimes I'll stick them inside a card or I'll just leave them in a public bathroom for someone to read and hopefully take. But the, so affirmations are amazing. I firmly believe that it's not going to help you to say an affirmation that your soul does not, your human self, your soul probably believes it, but your human self doesn't believe yet. I do not believe in fake it till you make it. There are times where we have to show up, absolutely, but I don't think that's faking it. I think that's digging deep. I don't believe in affirmations if you don't feel a sense of connection to them. If you feel a connection to it, but it's not quite clicked in yet, then fine. Go for it and say it. I just think we should always be truthful with ourselves. And then I've seen people beat themselves up because they'll say something like, I am worthy of love, and yet they don't feel it yet. So not only are they not feeling the worthiness of someone's love or love being reflected to them, they are now beating themselves up for not feeling that. And I just like to avoid as many hitting yourself over the head with the billy club as possible. But affirmations are helpful or mantras or statements. So some of them, if there's one that does not feel like you're right there with it, then I would put, I am learning in front of it because you learn to tie your shoes, you learn to drive a car, your brain understands that this is all a process of which I am learning. So I'm going to give you a few of them that I jotted down uh, that I hope will be helpful to get you started. You know, so remember, you can do the I am learning if these feel like, oh, Vic, I don't know. So we'll start you off with, you would be making eye contact with yourself and you say, I am learning to love you. I am willing to take care of you. It's okay for me to feel awkward. I am beautiful. I lovingly embrace my fears. I trust in my natural wisdom. I am open and receptive.
I am learning to believe in myself. It's okay for me to feel sad. It's okay for me to feel scared. I am exactly who I need to be in this moment. And I am enough. So these are simply examples. There's so many out there. Uh, There's word art that you can borrow from. If any of them feel like you're faking it, just throw the I am learning in front of it. Or uh, it will be exciting when I feel this. Um, Try to keep it in the moment, though, not so much in the future. But play around with it. And if you feel emotions, you're right there in the bathroom for the most part. Anyway, grab some TP and wipe your face off. It's okay. When those tears come up, it's an indication that you have hit on some honesty. And if you allow that honesty to flow, better out than in. Um, and those salty tears, they're, they're there for a reason. They're cleansing from the inside. So you have a unique reflection. No one else has your reflection. Those eyes, your eyes are so you. They're, they're in just absolutely the essence of who you are. And then the rest of that beautiful face makes up the, the perfect combination. That is amazing. And it deserves some recognition. The reflection is about what you are emitting, what you are giving off, what you are communicating. But maybe the mirror reflection can be about what is already brilliantly there, just waiting for you to see it, waiting for you to embrace what you've been walking around. Because think about it, we're on the other side of our face. We don't always see it. And I'm going to you know, issue up a challenge here that you meet your own reflection, you appreciate it, and you begin to develop a relationship with yourself. Because if you want to have decent, loving, um, connective relationships with others, you better start at home. And this is part of the practice of starting at home. I hope this has helped. And I uh, encourage you to do this when you're in a restroom and, um, or you're walking by a mirror and you're checking your, make sure there's no spinach in your teeth before you go into a meeting. All of this, make that contact in the rear view mirror. Um, when you're in your car, before you put it in reverse, make that connection. Affirm to yourself that you are here that you matter, and that you are committed to walking connectively with self. Thank you so much, and have a most blessed week. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. 
leave a review, and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.